0: All right, welcome to the first-of-its-kind, world-changing Manufacturers Network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the Manufacturers Network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan from the Manufacturers Network podcast And I'm excited today to introduce you to Steve Pasilio. Steve has worked for the Liftall company for 23 years, starting as assistant plant manager in 1997 and has worked his way up to president in 2017. Liftall manufactures lifting and load securement products, employing over 250 people in five manufacturing plants across the USA. Manufacturing products with capabilities of up to a million pounds, quality, customer service, and safety are paramount. Steve says, with the current challenging business climate, my focus has been on our company's biggest asset, our employees. Welcome to the show, Steve. It's great to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me, Lisa. I appreciate it.
0: I know that you've been with Liftall for a long time, but if you could share with us a little bit about your journey, about what brought you to Liftall in the first place and, and what got you to where you are today.
1: Well, Basically, um, I was, went to Northern Illinois University uh, in DeKalb, Illinois, and got an operations management degree. And then I worked for a number of companies uh, after that, and I was in a materials management role. And the company that I was working for, I was just kind of feeling bored and I wanted to have a challenge. And so I, I looked and looked, and I ended up finding a lift all and it's been a great challenge, I'll tell you that much. And like you said, I, I started out as a system plant manager. I loved manufacturing. Uh, I learned about uh, slings, about the whole industry, how to make the products, um, but I also learned about the people, and that's, that's probably my biggest personal journey is, is learning how to manage people and work with people to be able to achieve the goals that we had set. And so basically just worked hard and worked my way up uh, to the company and was elected president three years ago, 2017.
0: So, And that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is that commitment to people, because particularly since everybody's competing for the same people right now, even in these times of real high unemployment, it's so important to keep the people that you have, the good people that you have, so they don't go down the street for 50 cents or a buck more an hour. So what are some of the things that you feel that you're doing well as far as creating those connections with your employees?
1: Well, I think uh, some of this all starts from the top, which is me. it has to do with communication and making sure that the, the employees understand where the company is going, how they're doing, and that sort of thing. There's nothing worse, I think, than being on the plant floor and not realizing. Well, how did the company do this month, or or what's the focus here? Where are we going in the future? So, you know, basically, we have uh, I have staff meeting every month, and I write notes from the staff meeting, and they then roll out uh, through the plant managers to the to the hourly people, and they discuss certain areas that that's appropriate for information that they should know. And I think that that that's really helpful when you walk into the plant to say hello things like um, working hard with our HR department to have a very good wellness program we have an unbelievable wellness program huh. uh, that basically we started uh, could be 12 14 years ago and at that at that point there was many many people that didn't even have a, uh, a primary health care provider people plant that as well when I get sick I go to the emergency room mm. well that's not good for for traceability for understanding if, if there is a, a problem or a health issue also it's very expensive for the for the company. So we, we developed uh, through HR department, a wellness program. And basically now we have the majority of our people now have healthcare providers. They can earn up to $1,400 in credits for next year by going through and doing the uh, biometric testing and seeing their doctor for a physical once a year and, you know, um, you know, doing the other things uh, that are needed, the preventative uh, testing and stuff. So wow. that's been really good. And it's, it's, it's to show our employees, you know, hey, this is good for you. It's also good for the company. And, you can, and you're can you not sick as much, or hopefully we can prevent a catastrophic illness. Uh, so I think that that's been huge for us.
0: Yeah. People who are listening to this, they might say, oh, we've tried wellness programs. Our people don't buy into it. They don't do it. We invest all this money. We try health care, health fairs, and nothing happens. And I'm sure you probably had some people fighting you at the beginning. So share a little bit about that process and what it took to finally get people's eyes to say, oh, this is what I'm doing. And to change the habit from just going to the emergency room to actually focusing on their wellness.
1: Well, again, I think there was a lot of communication and a lot of leadership by our HR department, but also the plant managers and assistant plant managers. You know, they had to find who in their plant were the, uh, uh, the change agents. It could be a group leader, it could just it could be an hourly employee and you get them on board and you start talking about it and they have meetings and they have their plant meetings and they talk about the wellness. Slowly but surely you get a few more people on, then you get a few more people on. And again, it's been a journey. It's not that it's happened in one year, it's been years, but again, I think that we have a great response and, and because of this, we've been able to keep our health care costs relatively level during right. this time. And, that, and that's huge, that's, that's money in their pocket. Of course, that helps us financially as well uh, as a company, but it really comes down to leadership, I think, and communication with the employees.
0: And so during the meetings with the communication, what exactly are you, are you sharing with your employees? Is it just the production numbers? Are you looking at what they're doing individually? How are you, because obviously communication is working. So any of the specifics of that might be helpful.
1: So when the, the plant manager plant meetings, uh, they'll talk about their, uh, their efficiencies and how they're doing. we will talk about safety. They'll talk about safety in the plant. They'll talk about safety in manufacturing the product. Uh, they, they sometimes even talk about safety of our products because we want our employees to understand that I when mean, you're making a lifting product, that somebody's life is underneath that product. So we want to make sure that the quality is there. The product is engineered. We've done all the work. We've done all the testing. But it's still up to individual hands and equipment to be able to make that product. So they need to be reminded, and we really stress that as well, is that you're making something that somebody who may have a family is walking underneath that, and we want to make sure that that doesn't fail. So there's there's a lot of uh, topics that we talk about.
0: And I think that just letting your employees know how they're contributing to that greater mission of protecting not only themselves in the workplace, because obviously that's expected, but seeing the end result of this is a product that's going to make sure that, you know, those workers who are using it on the other end can safely go home to their family. So really kind of, it sounds like you've done a good job building that into your culture over there.
1: Right. And our our safety manager, we're talking about safety in the plants, he started, uh, this last year, basically having an OSHA fair. So as opposed to people just watching videos and saying, oh, here's lockout, tag out, or here's how to handle a fire extinguisher. You know, he tries to make it fun and had some kind of games and some multiple choice things and had teams and the teams were competing. So the people would try to at least understand and, and retain the knowledge. And therefore, then he would walk through the plant and ask them some questions just later on to make sure that they tried to retain it. So So we're looking at different ways to engage our employees because from what I learned from 23 years ago, the employee mentality 23 years ago is much different than the m- employee mentality now. I mean, you to got the millennials and, and everything, and, and it, it's a totally different management way of managing those um, types of individuals, I feel.
0: Yeah, and that continuous education, because usually you do not hear OSHA and fun in the same sentence. No,
1: that's true. <laughs> so that's right, that's right. making
0: it less scary is certainly... I like the idea of the uh, the plant managers then going and asking questions to their employees afterwards, because then they know, oh, I better pay attention in case Bob decides to ask me something about
1: it. Yeah, and in those, in those types of questions is it just you know, does that person know it? It's for the, the manager to understand, did they retain the knowledge? It's not a, that's a bad thing. If they don't know, I don't right. know. Okay. You, know, you don't reprimand them, but sure. basically you put that in your memory bank, well, maybe we try a different tactic next time.
0: Sure. Well, and it's, it's reinforcement. So it's good right. from both sides of that. So what are some of the things that are keeping you up at night right now?
1: Hmm. Uh, basically just trying to understand what the future is going to look like. We have information coming from so many different sources, it's very difficult to be able to plan the future. I mean, I've got tariffs from China, potential tariffs from other um, other countries. Uh, you know, Basically, how that affects us is they're huge in the cost, costing of our product, because we get a lot of raw materials from overseas. We have um, freight issues. I mean, right now, you can't even get a container to come into the United States. The containers mm-hmm. are in the wrong place around the world. So now containers back up, we're trying to satisfy the demand of our customers, even when the containers come here, then there's no rigs for, to, to pull them, tractor trailers to pull them. It, it, it's, it, everything's evolving so quickly. It's hard to keep in front of it. Uh, and so w- those are some of the things that just, if I could just have a clear path, we can plan and we can work, work forward. So my plan uh, for this next year has so many different you know, uh, directions, depending on what's going to happen. It gets mind boggling at times.
0: Yeah, this is certainly an interesting place to be in history right now because we just don't know, and just when we think we know, it seems to change the next day.
1: Exactly, and then the information comes from different sources, and it's different information. I mean, we know with the whole COVID information, we're trying to keep plants open. We have five plants in the United States, and you know, so in Pennsylvania, that the governor would give the word: Are you closed? Are you open? Are you going to shut down? What's going to happen? But then again, in Houston. It was like the district judge in Harris County would say that. It was not even the governor. So different areas of the country were handling those communications differently. So if you had a um, mm-hmm. plans, areas of the mm-hmm. country track of all that information.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to building up this network with other manufacturers, if you could find out or get him hints or tips from your manufacturing colleagues, what kind of support or, or questions would you most like to learn from other of your manufacturing mm-hmm. colleagues?
1: Yeah, I think it's just what other people are doing. You know, I, I belong to a CEO group. A uh, manager-owner group, um, a peer group, and we talk in, in summer in manufacturing, summer in service industries like a roofer, and one has an educational facility, another one is a lawn maintenance and pest control. When I first joined the group, I thought, boy, that's going to be kind of weird. How do they all, what do we have in common? But boy, when you have the conversations, we all have the same thing in common. We have to plan our businesses, we have to understand our costs, and we have to be able to communicate with employees and manage our employees. So we all have the same problems. We all have the same issues. So it's interesting just to hear from others to find out how they're addressing them and take little bits and pieces that may be appropriate for for my situation and my company.
0: And I think that's so important because sometimes we join our industry trade associations, but then we sometimes have blinders on and we just look at our own industry. When you have a roofer and pest control and all those other people in the same room, you'll probably find that there's something that that roofer is doing that you wouldn't have even thought, hey, that's something that I can bring into my business. So keeping an open mind, finding out more, and connecting with other manufacturing colleagues really helps. What are some of the things that you feel that you could offer support on to your manufacturing colleagues? And when it comes to connecting with other colleagues, what are some of the things that you feel that you could offer support on?
1: Again, just, just my experiences. I mean, I've had different experiences than other, others, and I think it's just a matter of sharing some of those and, and just starting a conversation like you and I are having. And, you know, maybe I'll you'll say something and I'll just, oh, you know, I should think about doing that. Or it gives me an idea. And I think it's just having the communication uh, motivates the brain to think of different different things and in different ways. And I like to say, if I have an issue or problem or plan and I like to just turn it around and look at it from different areas in different ways and having communication and contact with others, I think, allows us to do that easier.
0: And if you could give one idea, one strategy for the people listening to use in their manufacturing facilities today, as far as creating that culture where people want to stay, what would be your best advice?
1: Well, I would just say communicate in multiple ways. Uh, During this whole COVID thing, um, I did a couple of uh, short videos. We released them out to all the employees just to let them know how we're doing and what's going on. Uh, If I have the ability, if I'm in, in a plant, which I haven't really traveled, to be able to walk through that plant and say hello and just, just be there. Let them come up to you, you know, make yourself available to, to have a conversation. This year, I hand-wrote out, hand out 250 Christmas cards to every employee, I hand wrote a hand-wrote Christmas card. I started in October. It took a long time, but I think that that was much appreciated. Um, you know, I'm not traveling back and forth to work, so I thought, you know, I'm going to do a few a day. And I think it was uh, really good, and I received a lot of positive feedback that they're not forgotten. Just because I'm not in the plants or I'm not in the office, I'm working at home, it's not that I've just got my feet up. I'm thinking about them, and I think that's important that they know that.
0: Well, Steve, I know that if we're building this network here, if people would like to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: I think you can connect uh, through our uh, LiftAll web- website, www.lift-all.com, or you can contact me on my email, which is P-A-C-I-L-I-O dot sm at lift all.com.
0: Well, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturer's Network podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you.